Sexual intimacy is an important component of just about any marriage. And couples rely on it for connection, to further strengthen their bond, to connect, to fuse their souls together in some instances. Sometimes it's just a matter of physical stress release, but there's more to it than that. There's a real bonding and connection that happens through the act of sex. And when a couple's sex life begins to suffer, it's usually due to one of many factors, whether there's a lack of communication, sometimes there are unresolved conflicts, some resentment that's built up. And marriages, when the sex is gone, become dry. They become passionless. So if your relationship has started to show signs that insecurities and hard feelings are preventing you from having physical contact, don't give up. It's not too late. It's usually never too late to save a sexless marriage. But you have to understand what's caused the problem in the first place and then work towards building up a solution that has meaning in getting back to where you want to go. You're listening to the Relationship Revival Podcast with John DeBach, also known as Mr. Spirituality. That's me. I'm your host giving you insights and guidance from over 10 years in the field of this amazing journey we call romance. On this show, I go over everything you need to know about how to get into a relationship, how to get the most out of a relationship, and sometimes even how to gracefully end a relationship without pulling your hair out and going crazy. And occasionally, I'm even joined by new and old friends who are also relationship experts to bring you guidance and wisdom with new perspectives. Thanks for stopping by. No sex, no meaningful sex, not enough sex. Maybe the sex isn't kinky enough. Maybe it's boring. Whenever there's a sexual intimacy issue, the first thing to do is understand the problem. Really define it. Define what the problem is. If you haven't had sex in three months or if you only have sex once a month, those are different problems. If you used to have sex three times a week and suddenly there's a weird dry spell that happened three months ago, that's different than someone who's just gradually transitioned into having sex once a month. Maybe your partner doesn't initiate and that causes you to feel rejected. And so where do you go from there? Understand the problem. Understand why the sex has stopped or the sex isn't satisfactory for, for you. You want to check on physical factors too. Do you have anything wrong with you physically? Is there anything wrong with you or your partner physically? Have they been sick? Have you been sick? Is there a blood pressure issue? Are you feeling especially lethargic? Is there, a no is there someone nauseous? I mean, obviously... The big example that almost everyone can relate or at least comprehend is when your wife is pregnant or if she's nursing, the combination of the hormone change as well as exhaustion and nausea or, or, or whatever has kind of come up in the pregnancy or the postpartum phase can put a real damper on the sexual intimacy in a partnership. Sometimes if, you know, if you're fortunate, a wife can, it can go the opposite way and your, your sex life can get really exciting and very frequent, but 
very often it becomes non-existent and you just kind of have to figure out how to deal with it. But understanding that it's temporary in that case is half the battle. There's also mental health issues. If someone is depressed and it's not due to something uh, like a like a specific event, there's just a depression that's kind of set over them. Maybe there's a chemical imbalance. Same thing with anxiety. If something comes up, if there's a trigger from some trauma before they ever met you, maybe something from their uh, childhood, those could be real impacts. Those could have a, a significant impact to your sex life in a marriage. And if those are the issues... Those are those are issues that really need to be consulted with a professional, someone who specializes in depression or anxiety or trauma um, and can work with your partner to try and figure out how to resolve those issues that are going on and really plaguing them. And sometimes those issues are present in your marriage. They're not from trauma. If you are someone who gets very stressed out or anxious when there's financial stress and the relationship or in your life and suddenly you've been hit with a pile of bills or work has not been going well, that can definitely lower your libido. Learning how to deal with the underlying issue that's not sex related in those cases is what usually helps get the sex back on track. Of course, if you're having issues like that in your life and you're not connecting with your partner about it, if you're not able to talk to them about it, then um, then that's then there's an issue in the relationship. I've had couples where one of the one of the partners is the main bread earner. They get stressed financially. They try to talk to their partner about it, but their partner is so in the dark, about their finances. They don't know where, what kind of funds they have. They don't know what the person's normally uh, bringing home every month. They just know the bills are paid. And so they can't talk about the issue with any kind of confidence. And in fact, what happens is when their partner comes to them and says, hey, financially we're in trouble and I'm really scared or we got to figure this out, they're essentially just hitting the panic button. Right. It's like if someone came up to you, the equivalent, I would say, is if someone came up to you and said, hey, we're running out of oxygen. And you're like, well, I don't I don't know how oxygen I don't know how that works. What do you want from me? Go fix it. We're all going to die. Right. That's that's essentially what's happening. If your partner knows nothing about finances and there's a fear that you're going to end up on the street or you're going to end up changing your lifestyle drastically or having to give up something that is crucial like healthcare or medicine. I mean, that's that is a surefire way to hit the panic button. So the first thing if that's the situation, if the finances just as an example is to sometimes look at the worst case scenario and explain the worst case scenario to your partner. Because the truth is most of us can bear almost anything if it's laid out in a very succinct fashion. So it's like, okay, well, we might lose the house or we might not afford rent. Let's think, like, worst case, could we move in with this person or that person or what would we do? You know, And coming up with a plan in kind of the doomsday scenario helps you realize that there is a plan. Panic sets in in two instances when there's a fear of death 
which is somewhat appropriate, right? Not that it's useful, but if you're facing death in the face, panic appearing in, in your mind and body, I would say is pretty appropriate. If someone has a gun to your face, it, it's appropriate to panic. I don't think it's particularly useful, but it is appropriate. The other, the other time panic comes up is when there's no answer, when you don't know what to do. And so you really shouldn't be panicking about finances, but you don't have an answer. And so what happens is the mind routes circuitous, circuitously to death. That's essentially what's happening. And that causes the panic. But let's say that there are no external factors, there are no internal factors in the marriage uh, that have anything to do with finances or trauma or anything like that. What what is it then? Why do couples drift apart? Oftentimes, couples feel rejected. And that's a big part of it. And the truth is, the other partner is not trying to reject you. They just don't get the type of sex and the type of passion that they want, usually. Uh, or they have different goals. So understanding how to increase your partner's desire for sex, how to get them the type of sex they want, and having an open dialogue about it is really key to getting to where you're getting what you want. One of the hardest things for couples is that one of the partners is usually uncomfortable talking about sex. They look at it as this thing and it's, it's just this thing in the marriage that has a very permanent identity. And they don't want to do that thing. But the truth is sex can be many things. You know, is there foreplay? It doesn't have to be penetrative. Can there be other types of sex? Is there naked cuddling without any kind of sex? Is that still going to, is that going to satisfy one or both of the partner's desires. There are ways to be physically intimate and to redefine what your sex life looks like, but the first step is to be able to speak about it with candor with your partner. If your partner is someone who has a really hard time speaking about sex, maybe there's shame, maybe there's a religious upbringing that made them feel totally uncomfortable bringing it up, um, then I would say getting professional help is probably going to be your first step. A sex therapist or just a normal therapist usually can uh, provide some unbiased advice and support in a safe environment where it normalizes the conversation. If your partner is uncomfortable talking about it, maybe they're feeling like they're being judged by you and they don't want to be judged, but nobody wants to be judged, right? So having that neutral party, having someone who has the education behind them might put them more at ease. And this really goes deep if there's something about the physical part of sex that they're not enjoying or that they're not getting some kind of need met. Generally speaking, if there's a physical issue that's not medical, but they're just not 
receiving pleasurable sex, maybe you need to be trained on how to work with their body in a way that's responsive. And a sex therapist can be great at helping you kind of guide you through that process. But sometimes, and this is why I said even a normal therapist could be helpful, sometimes there's emotional baggage that's causing the separation, that's causing the sex to have dried up. There's resentment. There's a feeling of not being a priority, which is a form of rejection. There's a sense that your partner isn't mature and isn't contributing to the relationship and you feel overworked and exhausted and alone. All these things are usually more in my wheelhouse, right? I am not super attuned with bodies. I have very little to no training on the way the human body works. If I did, I'd probably exercise a heck of a lot more and eat a little better. <laughs> it's two, two kind of Achilles heels for me personally. Um, but the emotional state is something I can definitely speak to. When I see couples come in and say, you know, there's, there's no sex, it's, it's pretty obvious that there's something else going on. That the partner that they want to have sex with isn't feeling special just to kind of put it in a word. They don't feel special. When someone feels special, they feel taken care of. They feel supported. They feel emotionally secure and comfy. And there's that warm sense of, you know, happiness that, that is pretty palpable. But when that's missing from a relationship, Sex might linger for a bit because there's this unspoken obligation to keep your partner happy physically, but it it has a time limit. It's like a ticking bomb. If your partner's not feeling supported, if they feel like they're raising the kids by themselves or that you don't agree with their values, you don't you don't you your judgment of their career choices is on their mind or there's been some betrayal in the past and you haven't appropriately dealt with it. When there's emotional thickage, you know, if there's these, uh, I didn't say thickage, maybe thickets. I mean, you know, it's like I'm thinking of like a big bush of thorns. If like you're tangled in this mess of them not feeling like you care and that you want to make them feel special, if that's not in their mind and in their heart, it's a matter of time before they stop wanting to participate in sex. Usually, with most people, the sex will get a little emotionless at first, and then eventually the person will say, well, I feel used, and then they'll withdraw together. So you have to kind of be aware, first of all, if the person is suddenly looking and feeling emotionless in bed, you have to ask yourself, well, when did this start? What's going on? How come they don't want to connect on an emotional level? And try and have a candid conversation about it. But if there's emotional baggage, which, to be honest, in most sexless marriages, it's not physical. It's not shame. It's not trauma. 
It's not a medical condition. Usually when there's a dry spell in the marriage, whether it's a short one or one that's lasted years, usually it's because there's no emotional intimacy happening. And like most problems in a marriage, the way to solve it is to rebuild that intimacy. I have clients who have come and one of them is just so hurt and so resentful of the lack of attention, the lack of maturity, the lack of support and shared values and shared goals, the carelessness with which they've handled the family finances or parenting or just being detached from everything other than sex. There's so much resentment built up that sex, even even just kissing, even just kissing their partner becomes a very tall ask. They've checked out and they feel stuck. Maybe they're not willing to get divorced because they understand that they're a family and they want to protect it or there's financial repercussions and they don't know a way out, but they don't want to kiss their partner. They don't want to hug their partner. They don't want to do anything. And when I get a couple like that, the answer is never to say, well, do it anyway. You have to respect people's boundaries physically 100% of the time. So if a wife says, I don't want to kiss him right now, my job is never to say, well, you should do it anyway because he'll like it or because it'll save your marriage. Truth is, it won't. If the person is kissing out of resentment and doing it anyway because somebody told them, that's just going to, it's going to snowball into something that's even worse. So what's the answer? If a couple came in, and I have had couples like this who come in and they have a situation like that, the first thing I say is we're going to take sex and any kind of physical touch that's intimate other than maybe a back rub or a hug, whatever they're comfortable with, right? If it's a literally nothing, then it's nothing. But whatever whatever they're uncomfortable with, we're taking it off the table, usually for an extended amount of time, not a day, not a week, usually at least a few weeks, if not a couple months. If it's someone I'm seeing weekly or even, you know, like once every week and a half or two weeks, I'll usually say, let's give it a few weeks or a month because I'll be checking in with them. But if you're doing this on your own, you know, you might want to take your partner aside and say, hey, I know there are problems with sex in our marriage and I don't want you to feel pressured. It's obviously a big concern of mine. Um, And then as you kind of talk about it, if it comes up that they just don't feel emotionally attached, then a, a proper response might be, well, I want you to feel connected and I want to be the partner that you have in your mind. Let's do this. Let's take sex off the table for a few weeks, for a month. Today is the 15th of the month. I won't ask for it. I won't complain about it. I won't talk about sex for 30 days. If you feel like you want to initiate, I'll obviously be receptive, but it's not going to come from me. That way there's no pressure. If we go on a date, I'm not going to be pushing for sex. And I'm going to really hold to that because I want to rebuild the intimacy between us so that you get to a place where you want to have sex again. That sets a very safe zone, a very safe set of parameters there for your partner to re-engage with you in a way where they don't feel 
like there's an ulterior motive. They might for a couple days, right? They might say, well, let's see if they can keep it up. But it doesn't take long if you're living with someone for them to go, wow, they're really on their best behavior. And the time we spend together rebuilds that intimacy or has rebuilt the intimacy. And now suddenly I'm feeling like I want to engage physically and fulfill that part of the relationship. It always happens, by the way. It's never been an instance in my therapy where if someone can really keep that up, that the, that the other partner says, oh, I'm still not interested in sex. Unless they're asexual. I mean, it hasn't happened, but I'm trying to think of like, well, what, how could it happen if the partner's asexual or if the partner has been cheating on the other partner and hiding it really well? I could see it, them not really being interested. But if you're building that intimacy without the sex, it's not going to take that long for them to turn around and say, wow, you've really stepped up to the plate and I'm feeling really cared for and I'm very attracted to you. I mean, this assumes obviously that there was attraction at one point in the relationship. You know, this doesn't work with someone who you've been platonic with and friends with your entire life. This is, this only happens if there was a sexual chemistry to begin with. I've even had clients who'll do this when they've already separated and they're trying to reconcile. This is actually something that's kind of a clever hack that I've come up with. Um, it doesn't work for everybody, but if they're if they're separated, they're living in different spaces, but they haven't filed divorce and they're just trying to figure things out. I will often tell the partner who's who wants to reconnect more that this is their job to say, listen, sex is off the table. I want to reconnect. I want to have dates with you. I want to try and reconnect without the sex. And and that's usually not so hard to get the other person to agree to. And what happens is I had this one instance where it worked so well that the partner said, well, I, you know, there's so much trauma in our relationship. I don't think we can ever be back together, but I think we should see less of each other. And I think we should start sleeping with each other because I'm suddenly very attracted to you. So, so they weren't ready to get back together because she had trauma from the relationship where she had to learn how to process it. Um, but because he had showed up as the dream guy, Mr. Wonderful, she started getting super attracted to him. And she said, well, I'm not ready to be together with him, but I need to have sex with this person. I Every time I'm with them, I want to jump them. And I need to set another boundary because this one's too hard for me to stick to. So I'm going to take the sex boundary away, but I'm going to put something else in there because I'm still not ready to be with them 100%. That, that's happened. I mean, as, as weird and as you know, comical as that can be, that actually has happened more than once with people I've seen. Become the person that they dream to be with without the sex. Build the intimacy. Build the consistency, the reliability of being there, being their emotional rock, being the person who's their cheerleader in the corner saying, you're the best person in the world. I love who you are. I love what you stand for. If you could become that person and stay that person consistently, I don't see a world where they won't get reinterested in having very, very exciting sex with you. If you're interested in learning how to get the absolute most out of your romantic relationships, then you're in luck because I have put together a free workshop or masterclass, if you will, about three secrets 
that people in happy relationships have discovered. You can view the workshop at mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. Again, it's completely free. Just go there and watch it. It'll help you on your journey, give you some wisdom, some things to think about. The website again is mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. That's mrspirituality.com slash the number three, the word secrets. It's all yours. Enjoy. Enjoy.